You're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcaster Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long-running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My My Big big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. What we once hid from the general public for fear of ridicule is now the norm. Geek culture has swept the earth. One of the things that has helped geek culture flourish is the mega events we call Comic-Cons. Sadly, the year 2020 has flown in on a black as coal dragon, like some type of evil supervillain, and has destroyed any hope of public gatherings for the foreseeable future. But there is hope. Thanks to the internet, we don't need to pay bags full of money for airfare, hotel rooms, and ticket entry to be a part of major announcements regarding comics, films, TV shows, and video games. And the most recent example of this is DC's Fandome. A virtual event divided into two days, one in August and one in September, DC Fandome is just what it sounds like. A buffet of DC content laid out before you with the words, all you can eat in flashing neon. It's time for my big fat pull list to unpack just a few of the major announcements from DC Fandome. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, geeks and geekettes, to another edition of my Big Fat Pull List podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. X. With me, I've got... Dr. Impact. Smurfy. Pistol Danger. Oh, the Bang Man. Oh, the Bang Man. DC Fandome. I know you're not hearing me wrong. I'm saying fan dome and I'm putting it together because it was for the fans and it was in a virtual dome. And it sounds like fandom. Yeah. Uh, right. Yep. Right. It's a play on words. As the recording of this episode, DC fandom day one took place uh, this past Saturday on August 22nd. And there is another fandom day planned for uh, the first half of September. I can't remember exactly what the day is. I think it's like September 12th or 14th or something like that. I can't remember. But when I do figure it out, it'll be in the show notes for this episode over on our website. <laughs> Fair enough. See, Fair enough. It, it's, it's my way of saying I'll do the work later. Honest. You know what? That's honesty. And that's what we like about you, Mr. X. You're always yeah, that's honest. right. I've got to be honest with our right. listeners, because if you're not honest with the listeners, they're not going to care about what you have to say. Correct. Now, I don't know about you, gentlemen, but I didn't watch all of the fandom. I watched. Well, no, it's like eight hours long. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, no. And and like a couple of different platforms, too, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I did catch a couple of the different things. I saw a couple of the fun Q&As they did, which I I don't think this could be more of a boon to a comic company than to just be able to cherry pick the questions you want and show, (laughs) uh, (laughs) you know, what you want. You know, you can't just have some guy coming up there and being like, is this a joke? What Are you serious with this? Which is kind of nice in a way because it allows them to steer the direction of the conversation they want. But it also, it also keeps everything positive as well. Right. And then they also had some fun little watch-alongs, which was, uh, it was uh, the multiverse. It was Batman Beyond watching and t- commenting on the 1980s Adam West Batman. And let me just tell you, old man Bruce Wayne could not get over caesar's mustache <laughs> i must have missed that one yeah. that, oh wow 
Yeah, I didn't get to see that either. There, well, the great thing about it is, is that it's like it's it's still up. You can go back and rewatch all of the stuff that's up there, which is great. And of course, we'll have a link to it for all of our listeners, so they can go and peruse through any of the stuff that we actually don't talk about, because there was a lot of stuff that that was covered during day one of fandom. Although, ironically enough, not a lot of comic book news. Yeah, I noticed that. But I'm I'm thinking that maybe they're holding off for day two to talk about the comic books and some more of the TV show stuffs. But who knows? We'll we'll, we'll get there when we get there. One of the things that I remember hearing them uh, talk about, they released a lot of information about Titans season three. And the only reason why I bring up anything to do with Titans is because of that epic episode we did not too long ago of Observe and Report <laughs> Titans season one. Mm-hmm. The where epic battle <laughs> the epic yes the, mm-hmm. the battle between good evil and mediocre the, the pull lists own civil war right really yes not yes. A, not just a simple conversation amongst friends it was <laughs> no, no. led to the end of our friendship <laughs> that got oh, yeah yeah we we were ready to just kill each other because we all thought we were idiots actually i don't know if you guys know but our listeners will know that uh mr x and i actually conversed uh, just the two of us about his watching of Titans. Yes. Yes. And it'll soon be up on our Patreon. So if you head on over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash my big fat pull list, you too can hear Mr. X and myself talk about Titans. And one of the things that I think was very interesting about what I read about Titans that they released is, and and for all our listeners, if you haven't watched season two, skip ahead one minute so you don't hear what I'm about to say. Oh, so okay. I'll just skip ahead because I don't care. Right, right. You don't care, and the the rest of you, you'll you you won't bother. So skip ahead right now. Now, for those of you who didn't skip ahead, it was revealed that in season three of Titans, the Titans will be moving to Gotham City. (gasps) Yep. Something has happened to Jason Todd to where he will now become the Red Hood. Ooh. They will be interacting with Commissioner Barbara Gordon. Oh, Oh, I missed that piece of info. And a classic Batman villain will be a reoccurring character in the season. One Dr. Jonathan Crane. Not yeah. Condiment King? No, not Condiment I'm, King. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> no, nope, lost me. You'd have had me with Hugo Strange. But carry on. We only have 10 seconds left. Sorry. Yeah, good. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, so for any of you who have finished season two of Titans, that's something to look forward to. For me, I haven't finished watching season two, but I plan on it. And hopefully I will uh, be able to watch season three. And And these new announcements have piqued my interest even more. But enough about that. We're not talking about Titans here. We're talking about DC Fandom. So let's get to some of the more important announcements that were released just this past weekend. Milestone Comics returns and a Static Shock movie? So I wanted to start this episode off with talking about mainly the only real comic book news that was really dealt with during DC Fandom Day 1. There was some stuff about uh, Neil Gaiman and the Sandman and Mm -hmm. things that were happening there, but there wasn't a lot of information to be given out about all that. This we actually had some information that not only are they looking at the character of Static Shock as a marketable character to focus both live action and animated film around, but they are bringing back the characters and or universe. It wasn't very clear whether or not it's just going to be a part of the DC universe or if it's going to be a separate imprint kind of a thing. Milestone Comics. And Milestone Comics is is influential because it introduced Static Shock, although he was known as Static in those books. And for those of you who don't remember Milestone, or what was also called the Dakota Universe, we got to jump in our DeLorean and travel all the way back to the early 90s. Milestone was actually a company created by 
African-American artists and writers who were like, if we want to properly show off characters of different race and creeds and gender, we've got to do it right. Mm -hmm. Writer Dwayne McDuffie, who who sadly has passed on, but uh, Dwayne McDuffie is extremely influential. And we're going to have a whole bunch of links in the show notes for this episode so that you can get info dumped on everything that McDuffie was responsible for, not only just the milestone stuff, but his continued work in comics afterwards. Oh, especially his DC books. Oh yeah. Yeah. But the, the fact that I remember, I remember going to the grocery store and seeing a handful of these milestone books on the racks with Batman and Superman and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh wow, this really looks cool. I mean, I remember some of the art for, for the blood syndicate was just out there. Yeah. But of course, they didn't last very long in the area in which I grew up. And this is the sign of the times in which we lived in because I lived in a podunk little town that uh, was extremely racist. So it's not like you're going to see a whole bunch of comic books or magazines that have African-Americans on the covers. At this point in time in our history, diversity is probably the most important thing that needs to happen in all walks of life, whether it be entertainment, the workforce, anything, it does not matter. And on this show, on this podcast, we have actually talked about the pitfalls of diversity just for diversity's sake. Mm -hmm. When you're doing it just to be diverse, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to where the milestone books are concerned, because that will be a natural progression of diversity for both African-Americans and any other characters that they decide to either reintroduce or create for the line. Let me ask you guys, uh, all of you guys, a, a question. Have you ever read any of the previous milestone stuff or the um, post Final Crisis era DC stuff where they integrated them into regular DC continuity. To be fair, when this stuff all came out, like early 90s, like I was still in grade school. So my only real introduction to Static Shock was through the cartoon where they kind of crossed over with Batman Beyond uh, and stuff like that. Okay. So I didn't know this is all news to me. Like I had no idea any of that really was going on. That's all really fascinating though. I personally have always been very curious about the milestone stuff, especially because I, I just, I'm such a sucker for separate, smaller independent universes or what could be considered a dead universe, even though they're now coming back. I've always loved that kind of stuff, probably even more than, than stuff from Marvel and DC. So I was just wondering, you know, what it was like. And I know that, you know, the with the announcement that they're coming back, I, I'm certainly going to track down the first issues of all of them from the 90s to, to check it out and see what it's like. Yeah, because there was there was a handful of books. I mean, there was Icon, Static, Hardware, mm-hmm. uh, The Blunt Syndicate, mm-hmm. and then there was a whole bunch of other ones, uh, Cobalt, Shadow Cabinet, Zombie. Mm-hmm. And I always, I always loved Zombie because it was spelled with the X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, got you. Okay, that's where that came from. Got you. Right. One of the things about Milestone is is that sometimes it got overshadowed because it came out around the same time as the Malibu universe. Mm-hmm. And for one reason or another, Malibu got a little bit more attention because it actually, well, I mean, some of the Malibu characters had a cartoon series. Yeah. Short-lived, but still, they had an animated series. The characters of the Milestone run have interacted with the DC characters in the past. They actually, they were kind of folded into the universe at one time, very similar the way that a lot of the Wildstorm characters were folded into the DC universe proper with the new 52. So needless to say, if you have no idea who Milestone is or any of the characters from the Dakota universe comics, there'll be some links in the show notes But I tell you what, when these characters come back and they come back in a big way, jump on them, folks, Mm -hmm. because this is going to be some really good stuff. The Snyder Cut. How was that? Somebody laughed. 
delicious. <laughs> weird because I, I swear I thought you were gonna go the Snyder cut, like all pompous. That's why I start laughing. Gotcha, but. guys. <laughs> well, obviously, one of the big pieces of news that came out of Fandom this weekend was the pseudo trailer, I suppose you can call it, for the Snyder cut of the Justice League. I know that I'm in the minority, heavily in the minority, of people who actually enjoyed the Justice League movie when it came out, what was that, two years ago, something like that? Sure. Mind you, that does not mean that I found it to be a well-made film. I just enjoyed it. It was structurally and from a technical filmmaking standpoint, in many ways, trash. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I can go the other oh, way with that, but okay. Easy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty bad film, guys, and I think we can all agree that it's a bad movie. I just happen to enjoy it, and I love DC Comics so much that the sight of more than one DC hero together in a Justice League setting was enough to make me giggle. I, I would have liked it to have been better, but I I still enjoyed it. Obviously, the film, you know, we all know it came with all kinds of issues, having been directed mostly by Zack Snyder. Then when he had his issues with his family and and his kid, you know, and he left the project and Joss Whedon comes in and I thought, wow, this is going to be perfect. Obviously, the two styles don't mix at all. I personally like all of the stuff that I think is Joss Whedon stuff. So personally, I was not clamoring for the Snyder cut, but that was clearly something that everyone wanted. And definitely one of the big pieces of news from this weekend, when they put out the trailer, I have to be honest, guys, it it didn't blow me away as much as I was hoping it would. I think the thing that, that surprised me the most about the trailer was that the fact that they fit in Marvel's Corvus glaive, in there for just like a split second. You'll if you blink, you miss him. And I thought that was really ballsy to throw a Marvel character in there. Ha ha ha! You know, I I, I was wondering, looking it, at it at, was it's decide. Yeah, it is. It's decide. Oh. oh, oh! You really didn't catch that? No, I knew that, but he looks oh, okay. exactly like Corvus. Oh, okay. I was going to say yes. do that, well, and that's and that's what I was going to say is I was what I, as soon as I saw that I thought, why in the hell? Did you intentionally make him to look like Corvus Glaive? Why? All of the versions and iterations of of Desaad throughout the years, and you did that? Yeah, I I also watched the trailer, and I mean you you can polish a turd all you want, but it's still shit, and that's kind of how I feel about this movie. It, you know what? To be fair, this movie, like Doctor Impact said, it. Honestly, it's it's pretty inoffensive. It's a generic, <laughs> schlocky superhero movie that you can just kind of put on in the background and be like, yeah, whatever, and look up occasionally. Unless you're really jonesing to hear some guy say mother as many times and as awkwardly as possible. <laughs> it's, it's, it is what it is, right? Mother! Yeah. But the thing that caught me at the end was the whole, but he hasn't beating us all together or whatever the line was. And in my head, I go back to infinity war and it's Thor and rocket sitting on it. He's like, yeah, well he hasn't beaten me. And he's like, yeah, he has. He, mm-hmm. he killed your brother. Well, he hasn't fought me twice. And it's like, mm-hmm. just, just stop, man. Just stop. When it comes down to it, I don't think either versions are going to be all that great. I mean, you know, the version that we've got is, I mean, it's passable. It's definitely not the Avengers. Oh, God, no. Uh, it's DC, not even Age DC, of Ultron. DC has gone bass backwards into trying to do a cinematic universe. And whereas, and we've said this before in many episodes in the past, if you're going to try to do something that Marvel has done, just do it. Don't mm-hmm. try to mess with the formula. And instead of giving everybody a solo movie to introduce the characters to the non-comic book savvy audience. It's, we're just going to introduce all of these characters into this one movie 
and play around with character development. Character development in an ensemble film, if you don't have any previous character development to build off of, is difficult as hell. And crucial. Well, yeah, and it's crucial if you're doing a team book. If if you're doing a team movie. Right. Go all the way back to 2000 with X-Men. Right. There are only maybe three characters, maybe four, but three characters that get any kind of real character development. And then the rest of them are just kind of there. Well, if if I may, let me give you a more recent example. Guardians of the Galaxy. You could, I mean, you could argue that people, even some maybe not comic, you know, savvy people could tell you who Wolverine was or Professor X, maybe, because there was at least a cartoon of them in the 90s. So maybe as a child, they might have watched a couple of episodes, you know? Right, right, right. But like, who the f*** knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy was? I didn't. Unless you were a hardcore Marvel reader, you're not going to know them. Yeah. And while DC was sitting there filling their thumbs, being like, ooh, I don't know, a Wonder Woman might be too confusing for some people. Marvel's like, here's a raccoon with a machine gun. Enjoy, guys. Yep. And a talking tree. <laughs> yeah. Go at it. And it's, no one knew who the Guardians were. And James Gunn took them and took, what is it? Star-Lord, Gamora, Rocket, Groot, Drax, and introduced the Collector. And these characters all had all were unique, had different personalities, had different interactions with each other. And that's not an easy thing to do. It's a, char- it's a character development for every single character, even your side characters. He developed Nebula. Mm-hmm. Yep. He developed Yondo. And I mean, it's, it's just, it's one of those things that, that if it's done right, you can pull it off. And Batman versus Superman, not pulled off well. No. Justice League, no matter who's behind it, is not right. pulled off well. No, I, agree. I don't care. The, the, the Snyder Cut is going to be darker and grittier. I don't care. Agreed. I'll watch it. If I still don't care about the people, I don't give a yeah. shit whether it's light or dark. Right. And the other thing <laughs> that I don't really care, the, the the biggest rub of it is that it's not even going to be released as a movie. Yep. It's being released in four parts on HBO Max as a mini series that will then be put together as a feature length film and probably released to DVD and Blu-ray and, and shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're really just, you're, you really just want to string this out as much well, as you possibly can. Here's the biggest issue with, I think adaptations specifically of comic books. I think the creators and more importantly, the executives, they get hung up on the idea that characters from the comics need to be shown. And let's put as many of the characters from the comics in there. And then they jam all this stuff into a film. And then the fans go and watch the movie. And the fans all start to complain, oh, there's too many characters in it. Well, no, that's not true. Any film that you watch is filled with characters. Every story you read or hear about or listen to is nothing but characters. There is no such thing as too many characters, but there is such a thing as too many underdeveloped characters. Yes. And when you just start throwing people at the wall to see what sticks without developing it, well, then you get Justice League. You can do that a little bit with some characters. Like, you can kind of, you got some leniency with Batman and Superman. There's been so many films out there already of those two guys that you don't have to keep telling us that Superman's mom's name was Martha and so was Batman's. You can kind of forget that stuff. Like, we know that. Like, everybody knows that. Batman and Superman are the, like two most popular guys in the world as superheroes are concerned. Why'd so, you say Martha? Why'd well, you right, say that name? Right? And that's why I was like, you can kind of like just go, hey, we, we know these characters and you can build up like the Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Cyborg and people who, the characters people may not know, you know? And then add those character developments instead of being like, let's just focus on Batman and Superman again. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. I've seen this, dude. It's boring. Like, mm-hmm. we'll make it darker. Doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. like, who cares? We already know the story. Yep. While there was a lot of interesting stuff and other things that we will discuss later on here in this episode that I personally found more interesting. This I think was their, their big, big drop. And for me, it just kind of fell flat.
Wonder Woman, 1984. Or actually, is the title Wonder Woman 84. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Either way, this was the the first thing that I watched. I don't know if this was the the panel, quote-unquote, that, that kicked off the fandom or not, but this was when I jumped online, and, and this was the first thing I caught. The discussion, the virtual discussion with the cast, and then eventually the official trailer. I don't know how everyone else felt when they saw the previous trailers for Wonder Woman 84. I'm excited. I was looking forward to it. Uh, None of the trailers really blew me away, but I didn't find anything in any way offensive in them. I thought it was a little weird that suddenly now Wonder Woman can web sling with her rope on lightning. Uh, But, you know, hey, whatever. It's a comic book. I'll buy into it. I don't give a shit. As long as she's not pulling the W off of her chest and turning it into a cellophane trap, you know, I'm fine. Ooh, deep uh, cut, deep cut. (laughs) Old cut, depending on how you look at it. So, you know, none of it really ever caught my eye. And had it not been early in the day, probably wouldn't have cared to even pop on and watch the discussion with the the cast and and Q&A that they were doing if it hadn't just been at the beginning and I just happened to log in at that point. But I have to admit, that trailer got my interest more peaked. Okay. Uh, so I guess to me, uh, I actually really enjoyed the first Wonder Woman movie, uh, with the exception of the third act. I thought the movie oh, just yeah. Yeah. fell right on its face in the third act. And I, I didn't care for it, but it it, it, honored, it garnered enough good faith with me that when I saw the trailer for WW84, I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? All right. You, you, you got me. Uh, I'm not going to I haven't watched it. I'm not going to watch the trailer. I, I just not that kind of guy. You either get me with the teaser or you don't. You know what I mean? And I think that they did well enough with Wonder Woman that I was like, all right. And the the teaser looks fun. Sure, Mm -hmm. you know, chain whip the lightning, whatever. It just looks fun, and that's what I really enjoy in my superhero movies. Uh, Yeah, I want to have a good time, which is something that I I often don't have with the current crop of DC movies, because they are so dark and heavy. And I I often don't have that kind of popcorn roller coaster feel when I go to see them. Wonder Woman I did, Aquaman I did, Shazam I did. And I got to admit, even though I I didn't see it in the theater, I I watched it on Blu-ray. I I did enjoy Birds of Prey. It was completely wrong, but I I enjoyed it and I had fun with it. But after watching this trailer that they dropped during the fandom and finally getting to see Cheetah as a DC fan, a long time DC fan, man, I'm in. I, I, I thought Cheetah looked fantastic. Okay. I hope it, it turns out just as well. I'm excited to see what it does. And and we'll see. We'll see. You know, I mean, uh, they're going to change things up. I mean, clearly from this new trailer, and I don't know, Mr. X and, and Smurfy, if you guys uh, watched it or felt the same, but Pistol, just as a heads up for you, it, it does look like they're doing a role reversal this time, which I find hmm. kind of interesting. One of the problems I had with the first Wonder Woman film, and my, my wife and I were actually just talking about this the other night, because we both had the same issue, is there was a little too much naive Little Mermaid, what's this? Ooh, what's this thing going on with Wonder Woman that it kind of got a little like, is this Wonder Woman? Is this supposed to be the badass? And now it looks like Steve Trevor will be the fish out of water, and she will have been around for a while. And so it is a bit of a role reversal, and we might get more of that strong heroic Wonder Woman as opposed to the the naive origin kind of a thing. Okay. I didn't hate the naive origin. I mean, it got, yeah, sure, a little excessive, but it's like, she's in a new world. Yeah, no, I, I didn't hate it. It was just one of the yeah, issues I had with it. Yeah. In a dress, who cares? Just, you know, you dance and you have fun, right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, Smurfy, Mr. X, what, uh, you're being awfully quiet about this. We, and this we're, was kind of a big trailer. So. We're being polite. We were letting Pistol go on uh, uh, to talk about a trailer he did not see. So that's that's entertaining. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So describe it more, Pistol. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry, Smurfy. <laughs> I, I, no, I, 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 I was... You were the fucking king of goddamn shit mountain. You uninspired fucking hack. Don't you ever come on to my podcast and embarrass <laughs> I, I've released the salt. 
So I apologize, guys. Wow. Yeah, right. I've released the salt. Uh, no, I did. I did see the trailer. I actually watched it twice, just because I was like, man, I know I'm gonna miss stuff the first time around. I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman movie, and I do enjoy the trailer. I do kind of like the role reversal where Steve Trevor seems a little lost, uh, and I hope we do get kind of like a more of a, like an independent woman. Wonder Woman can take on everybody by herself atmosphere. Uh, I did like a lot of the special effects. They did look cool. Like more use of the lasso. I'm I'm in right now. So we'll we'll see. I know some people are just going to say I'm a misogynist. I I don't I don't care about this movie anymore. Oh, so but you did. I I did. I was like, okay. "Oh yeah, okay, let's let's have a sequel." But the more and more I think about it, it's like why does this movie have to be set in the fucking 80s that that part got me why can't yeah. why, do, why do we have to do this why do we have to keep right. on grabbing on to the nostalgia of the 80s because let us not forget about this cinematic universe that's been built nobody knew who the hell diana was when she was introduced in batman v superman yeah right so she gets her 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 solo movie which is a flashback movie all right, fine. So you're doing Captain America. Cool. I, if you're going to do Wonder Woman, that's that's the way to do it. Fine. But now we're going to do another flashback movie that takes place a couple of decades later during a time where news gathering is a little bit more put together. What with television and all being in every household in the 80s. So you're going to tell me that nobody's going to remember this woman who can bounce bullets off of her bracelets and web sling from lightning bolts with her with her lasso fighting a cheetah woman and going up head to head with Maxwell Lord. Nobody's going to remember that. Well, I I have those same issues with it, Mr. X. I, I think something that I don't think any of us were planning on touching on that came out of fandom, but I guess we will now because it does kind of connect to this. There were news reports and things coming out about the Flash movie leading up to fandom, and not a lot came out on Flash during fandom. However, they did release some concept designs, and obviously he's getting a new costume and all that, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, whatever. That's all beside the point. One thing that I did notice and I did read about from the weekend is that the Flash movie will for sure have at least two Batmans. Michael Keaton has been confirmed and uh, Ben Affleck has been confirmed. Hmm. Now, there is a strong rumor that has come out. and This has not been confirmed, but there is a strong rumor that Grant Gustin will be in the film. I see. I didn't Go read that on. as a rumor. I didn't read that as a rumor. They said that it's actually going to happen. Oh, okay. Well, then I, yeah. maybe I just didn't. Maybe I just didn't see that article. Well, either way, what I'm seeing here is that they're going to pull a retcon, and either Wonder Woman eighty four will be the new start of the timeline, or who gives a shit? Let's make whatever movie we want because we're going to do a retcon and this will change and not matter. Either way, that's not a good thing. I don't no. think that that's no. necessarily the fault of a of Wonder Woman too much. I mean, it is a little bit. That's more the fault of the studio and the Flash film. But it, it does still, there is still fault that lies at Wonder Woman. So yes, I agree with you on there. But I, I, have to, I still have to say that the movie still looks enjoyable. It, yeah, and, and it looks enjoyable, but my thing is, is that why is it? Why does it have to have to be set in a decade that is so nostalgic heavy for people? I agree. Because you know, why exactly can't it be? Why. why can't it be modern day? And again, why are we bringing back Steve Trevor? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that part blew my mind too. Uh, no, like, I'll tell you why. It's because you've Go got on. Chris Pine signed to two movies, and you're going to use his stardom uh-huh. to get people into the seats to yeah. watch the movie. Absolutely, that's it. So then you have to come up with a reason to bring a dead character back. And here's another question. Will he survive this time? (laughs) Or is he just around for this movie and then he's going to fade away again? Why should I care that Steve Trevor's back if there's going to be the possibility? Because we know he's not around in modern day. I was just going to say, and if he is going to stay around... Where has he been when the Justice League all got together? Or is that something that we don't care about because Flash is going to retcon it? He's at a retirement home, guys. Living out (laughs) his golden years. 
You you have a valid point though. Like, why put him in eighty four and why bring him back? And then I heard that they're like, "We're gonna do flat. We're gonna do the Flash Flashpoint." I'm like, "Oh, so you're gonna recount everything? Terrific, because those movies suck." Terrific. Because we don't need a story that tells us about the Flash because we have a right. TV show that already did that exactly. So don't, even though it's not the same character, oh, no, right. no, that's not important right now. No, that's neither here nor there. So it's all right. Bite me, Warner Brothers. Do you smell what the Black Adam is cooking? Because let me tell you something, brother, The Rock dropped quite the names in this little, I don't know what you want to call it, animated tease of his soon-to-be movie. Concept teaser, yeah. Yeah, I am pretty excited because I did not expect that he basically introduced the Justice Society of America as his quote-unquote antagonists. So I think this is going to be real interesting. Uh, Dr. Impact, huge fan of Hawkman, so I know he's excited that he I was cannot wait. Adam Smasher is actually one of the very few DC figures I made sure to pick up because I enjoyed the character. Uh, I have since sold him, but that's not the point here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you brought that up. Yeah, right? Well, I had to get rid of a lot of action figures. That's not the point here, though. The point here is what an amazing little story they're going to tell. Hopefully it's amazing because man, the rock is the black Adam versus the justice society of America. I'm all in like already, like I I hope it's good because I'm expecting just a slug fest of a movie. I already am excited for Adam smasher versus black Adam. I got to tell you, man, I, I was a big fan of cyclone. I think it's interesting that they're introducing Cyclone before they introduce Red Tornado, but whatever. I was excited about that announcement. But in addition to Adam Smasher, who I pistol like you, I'm a big fan of Adam Smasher as well. Man, I'm I'm also super psyched about Dr. Fate. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I wish that there were more original JSAers announced for this film, but I have a feeling that because Stargirl... Yeah, has has is leaning very heavily on the JSA lineage stuff. It's why we're not seeing original Sandman. It's why we're not seeing original Our Man and characters like that. I love the fact that we're getting Hawkman, even though a version of Hawkman was introduced in the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. I I, I want to see big budget. I was going to say, I want to see Studio Hawkman. Yeah. I (laughs) want real wings, the, you know, yes. You know, the likes of which you see in, in, I I don't know. I can't think of a movie right now. So that's a bad example, but I want to see real Hawkman. But the thing that I'm wondering about is, is that if it's the justice society is the modern day stuff when black Adam is awoken from his centuries of slumber is it again? Are we going to be in the past? There's the mm-hmm. there's no Justice League. It's the Justice Society, which we all know came before. Mm-hmm. Or are we doing? Are we pulling another? This is a different Earth. Right. It will happen in the year 1985. So yeah, in 1983, <laughs> Black yeah. Adam showed up. Right. Because because and and I'm sure this is intentional, but they're not showing any kind of real direct connection to Shazam at all. Although. I did read an announcement that The Rock has signed his contract for, I want to say it's Shazam 3. Okay. Ah, okay. Now, what? I don't know what that means. I don't know if that, uh, that doesn't necessarily answer your question, Mr. X. This could still be a past film. It could be a present film. Or, you know, this could be back in World War II and then Black Adam gets put to sleep and comes back in Shazam 3. I, I don't know. Right. Where this one is concerned, though, it's okay because unlike our a previous movie, say the first Wonder Woman, we haven't done this already. We haven't, and we're we're not retreading the same ground. And yeah. we have a team of other characters that are going to be involved. And who knows, there might be even more. I'm excited to see The Rock portray Black Adam because The Rock is a, a he's a walking superhero character. Yeah. Superhero, supervillain, anti-hero, whatever you want to call him. He is the living embodiment of what we would want to see on the big screen of a comic book character. And I mean, just look at any drawing of Black Adam. Could could you get anyone more? I mean, Dwayne Johnson playing Black Adam 
visually, to me anyway, is almost as perfect as, say, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man or Christopher Reeve as Superman. That's where I was going to go. That's exactly what I was going to say. And on that note, I'm also excited to see who they cast in these roles. Yeah. Because, man, it's going to be real interesting to see who Hawkman is, Dr. Fate is. Adam Smasher. Yeah, I wonder who they're going to get to play Adam Smasher. Right. Adam Smasher has been cast. Oh, has it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was announced prior to uh, Fandom. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Adam Smasher will be in Black Adam. I didn't know it was going to be a JSA thing, but... And I, I did not recognize the actor's name, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know who they would cast as the others, but yeah, I'm like you, Piston, I'm very interested to hear that news. Gentlemen, I think this is going to be a fun ride, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Let's talk about something that I wasn't prepared to be all in on, and that's Suicide Squad 2, because the first Suicide Squad is probably one of the stupidestly plotted, dumbest acted, and just absolutely moronically written movies that I've ever had the displeasure of seeing. Not once, not twice, not the third time when I made Smurfy ordered on his Xbox. Yeah, you jerk. All the time. I, I just forgot how bad it was each time. Cause my brain would erase it. It was like, Oh no, Captain Boomerang was great in this movie. And he was Jai Courtney. Terrific. Best. How part did of the you movie. get through that movie that many times? I saw it once and then I bought it on Blu-ray for like $3 just to, to have it in the collection with the other DC movies. And when I bought it, I tried watching it and I couldn't get through it. Well, like How did you make it through that many times? The, the time because with me is because we had an argument. Out. Me yeah. and Pistol had an argument. I told him the movie sucked. And he goes, no, man. And he started naming the few good scenes are in there. I go, dude, that's the only good scenes are in there. He's like, no, there's more to that. It's, it's better. And I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. So he popped mind- it in and he goes... I was sadly mistaken. I go, yeah, all you remember is the good stuff. Those three scenes, and there's a lot more to it that's bad. And he's like, oh, my bad. So, yeah. My mind blocked it out until finally I resaw it the third time with Smurfy. Like, I just wouldn't. But okay. that said, Suicide Squad 2 looks amazing. And I haven't seen anything but a couple of stills. But just the casting and the way it seems to be going, I can't wait. Uh, personally, I'm the most excited to find out who Ratcatcher 2 is. And I know that's a weird one, but I just dig the look and I want to know what Ratcatcher 2 is all about. That's the one I'm excited the most about. What about I'd you guys? like I'd like to know about who, who the hell was Ratcatcher 1. Were they? <laughs> yeah. I have to correct you. It's not called Suicide Squad 2. It's called The Suicide Squad. Fair, yep, fair enough. The suicide. Even though, even though this is, I mean, it really is a sequel because yeah. Margot Robbie returns as Harley Quinn. Yep. Viola Davis is Amanda Waller. Jai Courtney is Captain Boomerang. Yeah. Joel Kinnaman is Rick Flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you've brought back characters and the actors who played them from the previous movie. So one would believe that this is some sort of continuation. The also kind of continues Suicide Squad in Harley Quinn, because as Dr. Impact will remember and Smurfy, there's a scene where as Harley Quinn's strolling through the Gotham precinct, there's a small sign of Captain Boomerang. And she goes, hey, I know that guy. And then walks out of the room like as dry as can be. And I was like, ha, terrific. Which is interesting because technically his picture should have been up at the precinct in Central City because. Yeah. Captain Boomerang is a Flash villain, not a Batman villain. Right. But I digress. He can relocate. Uh, no, no, he can't. <laughs> All right, you. calm down, you, you xenophobe. Great. How am I a xenophobe? Because he's Australian. Oh, that's my problem. <laughs> In all right. fairness, I too am afraid of Xena. So I guess I'm also a xenophobe. Uh, the interesting thing that I find out about this, this release of cast and character that they're playing is we and and when i say we i mean everybody in the world was under the impression that idris elba was replacing will smith to play deadshot and that's not the case at all and there was back and forth because there was also a lot of people who had the theory that idris elba would be playing bronze tiger 
who was on the original Suicide Squad right. during the Legends crossover. And that's not the case at all, either. Hmm. I am more interested in seeing this film, even though it has the name Suicide Squad in it, and it's got re- reoccurring characters from the previous movie, simply because James Gunn's name is attached. Yep, me too. Because oh. he knows how to respect the source material, and he also knows how to tell a damn story. And have fun. Yes. Me and Pistol yes. were talking about this, and, and the clip I saw, they um, were talking to like the, the cast, and like the characters are playing, and they show you bits of the movie without the CGI, and they're talking back and forth, and they interview like John Cena. I was, I was telling Pistol, like, I was laughing so hard because <laughs> John Cena was like, hey man, how do you want me to play this character? And he goes, oh, you want me to play him like a crappier Captain America? Got it. And I was like, <laughs> with, that, with that attitude, I was like, I'm in, man. If John Cena is going to be like, dude, I will ham this guy up and like I will play him like a, a crappier and not like a worse Captain America. But like this is a guy who's like, I believe in peace, even if that means I have to kill you to get peace. And so it's just like, what a psycho. So yeah. I'm excited for that. And then I kept seeing Polka Dot Man. And in my brain, I was like, there's no way that that guy is Polka Dot Man. That's got to be some sort of weird costume for CGI effects. Nope, that is Polka Dot Man, and I'm excited. <laughs> I will say the only thing I'm slightly disappointed about this movie is that uh, Ron Fuchs isn't voicing King Shark as he does in the Harley Quinn uh, animated show. <laughs> yeah, true. He, he's great in that. Well, I yeah. think this is going to be a completely different King Shark. Yeah. Unfortunate, sir. Unfortunate. I'm interested in learning more about who Nathan Fillion is playing yeah. TDK. I don't know who that character is. I don't either. As a DC guy, I recognize all of the names of the, all of the characters that they announced, but I know very little. And in some cases, nothing at all about most of them. They're just not, they're, they're all again, like James Gunn did with guardians. They're all second, third and fourth tier characters. And TDK, yeah, I recognize that. I, I remember seeing that in a comic at some point. I have absolutely no clue what his deal is. Well, and the funny thing Nathan about Fillion, it is, and so I'm on. Right, I'm on board. it's Nathan Fillion. I'm going to, I, I'm going to enjoy it, even if he's only on screen for a few seconds, because he happens to be one of the characters that gets blown up because this is the Suicide Squad. And I think that's another problem with the first movie. It's like you only really killed off, like what. I think his name was Slipknot. And yeah, he was yeah, the only yeah, one that technically died. Yeah, so, so yeah, you have enough of these characters to where you can have a body count. Yeah. And I'm sure it will be hilarious at the same time. I think okay. this one's going to have to be a, my big fat polis goes in the movie night. I, I agree. So look forward to that, guys, because a future episode in 2022, when hopefully we can actually all go out together, because I know that's a foreign concept for most people nowadays. And for those of you who it isn't, you you're keeping us inside longer not the point though i'm excited to see this with you guys so we go from a suicide squad movie to a suicide squad video game and this teaser was terrific i legit have laughed every time at the very end of the teaser and i was talking with uh dp about it and he mentioned that like you know what if it's done borderlands style And now every time I watch it, I notice that each of them has a gun. And why would King Shark need a gun? Why would Captain Boomerang need a gun? I just hope that that theory of his was correct because, man, I love Borderlands, the game. One, two, and the little I've been able to play of three. And if you were to give me a Suicide Squad game with Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, and... King Shark, who I believe is voiced by pro wrestler Samoa Joe, I would be over the moon, especially with the fact that the Justice League is being controlled by Brainiac. Because, gentlemen, let me tell you, that sounds like a real good time to me. I'm still in awe at the trailer for this game. Because I was not, oh, it's called Kill the Justice League. There's no way in the world you're going to be able to kill the Justice League. You're the Suicide Squad. And I'm watching this trailer and I'm like, oh, so Brainiac. All right, that's cool. And then, oh, Superman. 
Oh, shit. Superman's evil. Holy crap. <laughs> I, I legit love the ending where the boomerang hits Superman and you just hear. Nope, you know, probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. The last one is better. Oh, probably shouldn't have done that. And then there's like a second of a beat and there's King Shark. And it's like, it was a goddamn boomerang. We know it was you, Captain Boomerang. It's literally yeah. in your name. Yeah. But it- yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of comic book based video games because it's the closest you're ever going to be to getting to be that character. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you're crafty and can cosplay as the character, but I'm not. So I go. Well, to but you games. are a film producer, so maybe you know you never know. Ooh, so well, this is true. Coming yes. soon, Mister X maybe, cosplay. Hmm. Maybe, maybe I will cosplay as a hero or a villain. Ooh. Mm. But I mean, uh, to your point though, yeah, it's the closest you can get to being it because even when you go into cosplay. Even if you were to cosplay Batman, you still can't just go around beating people up and hitting them with grappling hooks. Time well, out, what? You can, but Time it's out, just not legal. Yeah, you'll be kicked out real quick. <laughs> right, right. Very when much so. As, when I cosplayed as the Punisher, I go around shooting up people. All right. I mean, and I'm going to say this both sarcastically and honestly, like if you read any video game review of a good video game about a superhero, one of the sentences that's going to be in every review is going to read as follow makes you feel like hero. Right. Right. Same mm. with Spider-Man, same with all the Arkham Batman games. They can't really say the same about Superman 64, but you know, whatever. Let's move past <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'm excited for this. I'm excited, but we've got like two years to wait for this damn game to come out. That's true. Uh, yeah, we we know literally nothing about it except that it seems to have the four members of the Suicide Squad. Oh, it's co-op then, though too. That's that's yep. another thing that I learned about it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll be fun. All right. That's another reason that makes me think it's more Borderlands esque because that's kind of how Borderlands is supposed to be played, four players. Well, I know I know Doctor Impact isn't big on the video game, so mm-hmm. that means that means it's going to be Dragonus Prime, Pistol Danger, Smurfy, and Mister X. So. Who gets to be who? That's that's four characters. Who's I playing Harley? Boomerang. You know what? I'll, I'll bite the bullet. I'll be Harley, uh, but only if I get to do the voice. All right. Oh, I'll let oh, you allow it. Oh, <laughs> I would look, come over and watch just to hear that. Look for my big fat pull list on Twitch in the year 2023. Wins Murphy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not only is going to do the voice, but he's going to cosplay as oh, Harley Quinn. Neat. I, t- I tell you what. If you really wanted that, uh, listeners out there, go hit that Patreon page up. Donate some money. <laughs> you'll get it. All right. You heard it here first, That's folks. the Smurfy guarantee. No takey backseats. Nope. Keeping with the trend of video games, and, and even though I loved the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League video game trailer, the one that really got my blood pumping was Gotham Knights. Holy crap. Batman is dead. There is no one left to protect Gotham except for the legacy that he has left in the form of Nightwing, Robin, Batgirl, and the Red Hood. And I cannot tell you how excited I am for this one because I have been playing the Batman Arkham games since they came out. It was the whole point of me getting an Xbox. It was like, I have to own an Xbox because I have to play this game. I must be Batman. And each game, even though Arkham Knight wasn't as good as it could have been, it's still a good entry in the Arkham series. And even though I don't know if this actually fits into that timeline, it still feels that way because of the graphics. I don't know how the gameplay is going to be divided up like you know you can play it four different ways as each character or you know certain levels have to be done with a certain character and other levels have to be done with another character you know is it going to be grand theft auto style you know i i I don't know i don't care all i know is that it's going to be mine when it comes out next year (laughs) that's fair because because i am batman and if i can't be batman i'm going to be robin i'm going to be nightwing I'm going to be Batgirl, and yes, I'm going to be the Red Hood. I believe you've already called dibs on the Red Hood. I already called dibs on Nightwing. How dare you? 
I will take Robin because his fight style looks pretty cool. You know what? That's what I was going to bring up is that if they keep to the way the trailer looks, what's super interesting is each character has a different fighting style. Right. And right. Uh, that also, I'm like, ooh, that got me really excited because that makes you literally want to play every character. And Red Hood's the only one with guns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is amazing. My question is, where's Red Robin? Why can't we bring him in here? Maybe he gets unlocked. Well, maybe he's DLC. We'll see. Who knows? Well, maybe he's a DLC. We right. don't know exactly which Robin this is. We don't know if that's, this is Tim Drake. That's true, too. Or Damian Wayne. Right. I got the feeling it was Damian. I have a feeling it's Damian, too. I, they have been that. Whoever it is, it'll be enjoyable once we get to find out, and, and it'll be even more enjoyable once we get to play. For the last segment, we're going to discuss the Batman. The who? The Batman. The what? That's right. The that Batman. Is. The Batman, guys. I'm talking the one and only. That's not the title of it. It's just titled The Batman. And this okay. is the one where everybody, the whole internet broke when they found out that Robert Patterson is going to be Bruce Wayne. People were like, this guy can't cut it. It's going to be a horrible movie. How dare they? You know, every other negative thing you could think of. But when I was watching the trailer, it kind of worked like i don't know if he'll be able to pull off the bruce wayne aspect but him as the batman didn't look that bad like the suit looked pretty good my one and only issue so far has been kind of the car which i know that sounds seems kind of silly no, you're 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 a roadhead i get it yeah you know i, I don't know like i just don't care for that style of batmobile you know like, i don't think that that's necessarily silly i mean you know the batmobile is an important thing to batman character. so if right. if it doesn't work for you that's that's kind of important you know? and and, and yeah. i've seen that style of car in the comics before it's just not one that's like my favorite but him is right. ba- like the suit looked amazing uh so far the cast looked really good we get to see a riddler who seems to be a little bit more dark and serious, which I like, as opposed to oh, the Jim Carrey. It Riddler. seems like it seems like they're doing the Riddler as if he were somebody from Saw. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to know why I'm 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 saying that sarcastically, back in our first volume of podcasts, right? We uh, talked about that. Smurfy and Pistol and I talked about if we modernized or Nolanized, if we were going to take one of the villains that hasn't been in a movie, the Nolan verse movies and made them a movie character. What would we do? And I said, well, the Riddler, but make the Riddler psychotic like jigsaw. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like, uh, that's kind of the way that they're going here. Well, and I got to say, man, I'm a huge Paul Dano fan. And I, that's like the thing I am most excited about in seeing this movie is Paul Dano as the Riddler. I, I think he, I, I, that's what really got me excited. Okay. What I love too, the whole I, trailer, there, he was he was doing like like riddles and rhymes the whole way through. If you're paying attention to it, yeah, 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 which I love too. I was like, I, like I said, I, I like the whole trailer. I, I watched it twice just before we even hopped on here. Just I was so excited for it. Well, I mean, the Riddler's in it. Uh, the, in the trailer, you get to see Colin Farrell as the Penguin, but he's under it's either prosthetics or it's mocap stuff. You can't tell that it's Colin Farrell. Oh, got you. So so this is going to be a movie that's going to have plenty of bad guys. But we'll as have it, too as many. it should. But do, do you think there'll well, have too many bad guys? Because that's what people are saying now. That's where the feedback the internet's saying right now is there's too many bad guys, they're gonna lose track well, of what they want to do. True, but go and read the long Halloween. True. I mean, there were oh, yeah. a shit ton of bad guys in that story, yep. and it worked. And this is supposed to be reminiscent. It's not exactly the long Halloween, but it's reminiscent of the style that the long Halloween is a very noir based uh, detective story, which I'm, I'm down for Yep. for me. I don't care what you do. Just tell me a damn Batman story. Mm-hmm. Cause there are so many stories out there. You can do it. It doesn't have to be in a interconnected universe per se. It'd be nice if it was, it, it, it would be nice if it was, but it's it's one of those things to where, hey, if you're going to do a movie and introduce, let's say, the Scarecrow, don't kill the Scarecrow at the end of the movie because then now you can never have the Scarecrow back. I know they haven't killed the Scarecrow in any movies. I'm being facetious. They killed the damn Joker at the right. end. The thing, a thing about this movie is me, Robert Pattinson. I, I haven't watched enough that he's been in to to judge whether or not he's a good actor or not. I only know him from reputation, so. That's out of the factor. I I don't care about that. I care about a good Batman story. Right. 
it, and and Batman, guess what? Batman needs to be dark. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of the character. You want you want your kids to go to see a Batman movie? Let them watch an animated film from five ten years ago. Batman isn't for kiddies. No. Let them watch. Let them watch the the cartoon stuff that is designed for children. But Batman as a character is not kid friendly. He's dark and brooding. Right, but he's also a detective and he deals yeah. with psychopaths who do horrible things to the people that they that they kill and maim and do shit like that. That's not for kids. And I'm I'm tired of the internet after the trailer came out was like, "Boy, I really wish uh someday somebody would make a Batman movie I could take my kids to." They made Batman movies that you can take your kids to. It's called Batman Forever and Batman and Robin and look you know, how good those yeah. turned out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those are very kiddie and very crappy. Uh, right. The, the part I liked is the, the part that always sticks in my head. The scene is, is where um, there's a, there's like a gang of guys that have like makeup on and they look like weird. I don't know how you would want to describe that. Jokers. Are the jokers? Okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't they, quite they sure. Like they jokers. do look like jokers. I don't want to jump out there on that ledge and say that, but uh, <laughs> the one miles off, you know, to Batman and Batman hits them like 10 times and they are oh, brutal punches. Yeah. And like, and after the guys are on the ground, he hits them like three more times. And I'm like, yes, that's how brutal Batman's got to be to prove a point. And he looks at the guys and they're like, who the hell are you? And he goes, I'm vengeance. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Like, I just like, yes, you are. Yes. I was like, that's exactly what you are. Cause I was, those, those hits were so brutal. I was like, that's how it should be. Man, it shouldn't be like, let me tie you up here. Have a good day. Pat on the back. See you later. Like, I, I have a no. feeling this is going to be a better year one style story than yes. Batman begins. Yes. Which there is, you go. Yeah. Take your kid to go see Batman begins. Right. Sure. The Batman I think is made for us. Hardcore geeks that want to see the brutal realism that is Gotham City, and that is The Dark Knight. Well, that was a shortish list of the uh, major announcements that we thought were worth talking about, but we want to know what announcements from DC's Fandom Day 1 were you excited about? Head on over to our social media sites. We're everywhere. We're on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, let us know what from DC fandom you were really excited about. And we have reached the end of yet another podcast episode. I want to thank everybody for joining us on this trip through DC fandom day one. Guess what? We're going to do another episode when day two rolls around. So that's happening. Look forward to that until next time. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. X. I'm Dr. Impact. I'm the lovable and enjoyable Smurfy. The Bang Man. I'll see you in The Suicide Squad 2, Pistol Danger. That's a really That's long, a long name. middle name there, sir. I, I you might want to workshop that. Right. I didn't choose it, all right? It was my birth name. It's not the nickname that you want. It's the nickname you deserve? Question mark? And we'll see you next time, folks. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible. Want to help support the show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at multiple tiers, sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks. You can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic picks, breaking news stories, and glimpses into our everyday geek lives. Until next time, keep your turtle shells waxed. (laughs) Your power rings charged. And your proton packs primed. Ooh, what's this do? No, Smurfy, not the containment unit. Hitting the record button. We are currently recording. Okay. Oh. What is that noise? Who's doing what? Sounds like somebody shuffling papers to draw. I'm my pens are in my damn bag. (laughs) I am literally sitting here frozen, like I got hit with Mr. Freeze. That that noise. That wasn't me. I I haven't moved yet. Well, I'm just gonna blame it on pistol. Yes, please do. Uh, Yeah, I hear it again.
I can uh, let me let me maybe I'm moving my head. Maybe it's uh, <laughs> oh god, not your head. <laughs> maybe my let me re, let me try to reclip this. Hang on. Can, can you just remove your head? I'm just I'm spitballing here ideas. I don't know. Some people think I already have. <laughs> right. I think that should that should be better now. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I'm, return, I'm good, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, okay, I know sorry. you're good. I was, I was leaving the pause in there for the editor. Oh, okay. There we go. Are you? You got? Well, it's not funny when you do it intentionally. <laughs> it's funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, that was good. Insert the tone. Well, and, and I feel like... Oh, sorry, I mean cut you off. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's all right. I was going to say, it's like, along those... Oh, sorry, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. My bad. My bad. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Right, let me cut well, you off. Was okay. I, thought, I thought his okay, man. I could continue, and then he'll go on. Sorry. My mistake. Go ahead. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Go ahead. Okay. Well, no. I seem confused. Uh, I'm sorry. You can cut that out. My apologies. I, 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 I play... I, yeah, I know. It's okay. <laughs> you're going to end up at the end in the gag reel because you're a moron. Can Smurfy put some salt on? How dare you, Mr. Pistol, you son of a bird. Thank you.